Hey friends, before we jump into this episode today, I just want to let you know that the back to school special of 25% off all things to make mom life easier for back to school is still going on in the Etsy shop. That's meant to bloom.etsy.com. If you're looking for any kind of help uh, organizing your mind in your home and all that jazz in this very hectic and stressful back to school season that doesn't have to be as hectic and stressful as we like to think it does. Um, featured in that sale are the Happy Mom Brain Workbook, the Everyday Joy Planners, the Quick Declutter Guide, the Meal Planning Guide, the Guide to Your Mom's Sanity, the Mom Affirmations Cards, and the Mom Journal Prompts, as well as the Daily Gratitude Journal. So go check those out. But first, listen to this episode. us to enjoy it while they're young, but our days are filled with chaos and stress and cooking and endless laundry piles. Where's the time to enjoy anything? Yeah, that's what I always thought too. There's so much I have to do. When do I find time for peace and joy and happiness when I barely have time to sleep? Mama, it's time for a shift. You can be a happy mom. Yeah, it's possible. If I can, you can. Trust me. I've been a mess. I've been depressed. I've been overwhelmed. I've been to the bottom of the pits. And I've risen. I've grown. I've bloomed. And it all started when I realized I didn't have to anything. I get to. It is my privilege and my honor and my divine responsibility to be the queen of my home. It's not a burden. I'm not the janitor and the lunch lady. I'm in charge. I'm the ruler. I'm the chaos coordinator. I'm the calm in the storm. I don't have to anything. I get to. And so do you. So let's rise, mamas. Adjust your crown. Accept your responsibility and change the effing world. It's all in the way you choose to see it. You're listening to I Get To, the podcast with Brittany Clarkson. That's me. Hey there, my friends. Welcome today back to I Get To, the podcast. I'm so glad to have you here today. Today we are talking about putting life on easy mode. Life can be so hard. It really can. But here's the thing. It doesn't have to be that hard all the time. Not everything in life needs to be hard. Just because there are hard moments that come up, there are difficult situations, there can be tragedy in your life. That doesn't mean that everything needs to be hard all the time. There shouldn't be this whole like everything is just difficult and you're stressed and it's chaos all the time and then you have these glimmers of peace or ease or joy. It should really be the other way around. Life can mostly be peaceful and easy with sprinkles of the bad stuff every now and then. But when you let everything else be easy and peaceful and joyful, it puts you in such a better place to handle the difficult things that come up. So what I'm saying, (laughs) 
is all the mundane things in your day, all your day-to-day tasks can be made a lot easier. And when we make them hard on purpose, when we won't let them be easy, they take more of our time and more of our energy and they just suck the life out of you. They take more of your brain space. They take more of your attention and they distract you from all the things that are actually important to you. You see, a lot of this happens with home care tasks, chores, the house care, the housework. Home is supposed to be a support for your family, not, you know, top priority. Family is the priority over your house, I'm sure. I've never met anyone who it's the other way around. My house is more important than my family. I've never heard that from a single person in my life. I'm going to bet your family is more important to you than your house. Your house is only important because it's for your family. So how do we keep this straight? How do we keep from getting distracted from the purpose of family, the intention of a close family unit, the intention of family is my priority? How do we keep home from becoming the priority and keep home as the support? That's what we're here to talk about a little bit today. Putting life on easy mode. And by life, I mean the household stuff, the day-to-day. Putting your day-to-day on easy mode. So that you have more time, more energy to focus on what's actually important to you. Family. Um, Or growing your business. Or working outside the home and coming home to your family. Either way, I'm fairly certain that home is not the top priority. Might be top five. Because it is pretty important to have a functioning, flowing home for your family and yourself. But it's not more important than you. And it's not more important than anyone who lives in it. And I know you agree with me on that. So, what I'm here to say is that you have a huge, important, impactful life. You have a major purpose in life. If you're the mama listening, you're the one who sets the tone for your home. You set the energy. You manage everyone else's life because that's you. You're the only one capable of seeing it all and doing it all and making it all flow properly. So don't let the disillusion that everything should be hard in order for you to be worthy and good enough. Don't let that disillusion take over your mind and keep you from pursuing that purpose that you know you have. Whether that purpose is being very, very involved in your kids' lives, or if that purpose is outside your home, you know, making a major impact on the whole world, whatever it is, you know your purpose is not to spend all day cleaning your house with a bad attitude. Your purpose isn't to be running around like a chicken with your head cut off and just totally a stressed, depressed, wrecked mess all the time. That's not your purpose. Your purpose is, well, it's yours, but I'm sure your purpose isn't to be a mess. It's not to feel inadequate in any way. 
Your purpose is to step into who you are and know your identity and go from there, right? Like if your purpose is to be a homemaker, you've got to put the emphasis on the home. Being a homemaker is not all about keeping your house pristine and clean. It's not all about making those perfect Pinterest worthy meals. Being a homemaker is about the family inside the home and using your home and the skills of maintaining a home to fulfill that purpose. Get it? So I just have to have you question now, why are you making things so hard? Why can't you just let it be easy and simple? Are you secretly a masochist? Do you like it rough? Do you like it hard? I'm giving you time to insert all the giggles and that's what she said for this. Uh, Because mentally I'm trying so hard to resist it. (laughs) But do you believe that you don't deserve ease and peace and excitement and joy in your life? Do you believe you're meant to be a doormat? Do you meant Do you believe that you're meant to be like a lower class citizen in your own home? Do you think that you are meant to just do all the crappy jobs? Because what you expect is what you're going to get. What you believe will set the whole tone for your life. This is mindset stuff, guys. It's about the way you perceive it, the way you look at it. And you get to decide You get to, you get to decide what your life is going to look like. Is your life going to be a chaotic, stressed mess? Or is your life going to be easy and peaceful and joyful, full of fun and excitement? Or are you going to be stressed about every single thing that happens? Because stress is a choice. And so is ease. Easy is a choice. Fun is a choice. Joy is a choice. Peace is a choice. Happiness is a choice. Stress is a choice. And it's up to you. You get to choose. What's it going to be? If you want to choose easy, if you want to choose that those mundane tasks don't run your whole life, but are done in support of your fun, exciting, meaningful life, then let's do this today. Okay, three steps right here. We're going to define your bare minimum. You're going to decide what is enough. What are just those few simple tasks? What's the least amount of things that needs to be done in a day to keep your home flowing? Okay, and anything beyond those few things that have to be done, you're not going to let yourself stress about. It's not that we're never going to do them but you're not going to allow stress in your life. You're not going to give up something important to do the other tasks. Okay. When it comes to the home and caring for it, you have to set priorities and you have to set a limit. You have to decide this is what's important to get done in my home today because my family needs these things done daily. Typically this is going to be laundry dishes, meals, Those are mine. Those have always been mine. Just the three things that have to be done every day. We have to eat every day. 
We have to have clean dishes to eat off of every day. And we have to have clean clothes to wear every day. So those are the three. And sometimes having clean clothes to wear in a day doesn't mean that I'm actually washing laundry every single day. It just means we have clean laundry every single day. Got it? Everything else can be forgotten for a day. And I want you to actually write these things out. Pick pick your priorities now. Choose. Choose what has to be done daily. And if you're having trouble narrowing down this list because you think so many things must be done every day or you'll get behind, getting behind is a major illusion because it's like sleep. You don't get behind on sleep. You don't catch up on it by like doing more later. You know, like when you don't get enough sleep one night, like, okay, so you're supposed to have eight hours of sleep every night. Okay, say you got four hours of sleep one night. That doesn't mean you make up for it by getting 12 hours of sleep the next night. You're not behind. You just missed an opportunity to get enough sleep that night. But the next night, you're not going to sleep 12 hours to make up for it. You're just going to sleep eight and be done. Back on track. (laughs) It's the same thing with your chores. You're not really getting behind. Yeah, there might be a few more dishes to do, but there can only be as many dishes to do as as many as you own. There can only be as much laundry to do as what you own in your closets. So you can't get behind more than you're allowing yourself, more than what you own. You can't get behind on eating, you know? You just eat and then there you go. You're caught up. You don't have to eat more just because you skipped one meal. I mean, sometimes, yeah, it feels like you do. Um, but you get what I mean here, right? Stop thinking you're going to get behind. All right, pick just two to three things that must be done. And if you're having trouble narrowing this down for real, this is how I see it. Okay, imagine you get sick. You've got a mega cold. Okay, and you cannot get out of bed. You've got a migraine. You're going to puke if you stand up, whatever it is. You can't do anything today. You are stuck in your bed. Now, what are the things that, um, so then either your husband, you're so sick that either your husband or like your mom or a friend or a neighbor or an old lady from church, whatever, somebody in your life has come to help take care of you and the kids because you can't do it yourself anymore. You're sick. What are you going to ask that person to do each day that they're taking care of you? You can ask them to do everything on your to-do list. Probably not. You're probably going to pick the bare minimum of I really need these things done today and I can't do them and I feel so guilty asking you to do them. I'm betting that's going to be your mindset. (laughs) I'm betting that's going to be how you handle being sick in bed and having someone else do your chores. You're going to give them a lot less than you give yourself. And that's fine. That's normal. That's how I do it too. But now you know whatever you're asking them to do, whatever you're going to go through the effort of explaining how to do it to them, that is your bare minimum. So write that down and know this is your bare minimum. This is the least amount of things that must be done in a day in order for your family and your home to still function without 
a major hiccup in it. Okay. Most of the time you can go a couple days without mopping your floor. You can go a lot of times without, you know, you don't even have to fold the laundry every day. You just have to have it clean, right? There's your list. Whatever you're thinking right now that has to get done, anything that can be put off doesn't go on this list. All right, so step number two, we're going to decide what you actually like to do and what you actually need to delegate, okay? So there might be a lot of things on your list that you don't enjoy doing. Who enjoys a lot of housework? Not not many people. Um, and if you enjoy housework, you probably don't listen to my podcast, honestly, because uh, I diss on housework pretty often for a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> um, so if there's anything on your list that you absolutely hate doing, anything that you just can't do with love in your heart. You can't do it from a peaceful place. That is what you need to delegate to someone else. All right? Because we're called to do everything in love. And if you can't do something in love, ask someone else to do it. Stop hanging on to that out of whatever stubbornness or pride it is, whatever sense of I need to control every situation it is. Control your own heart. And know that if you can't do it from a place of love because you hate this task so much, get someone else to do it. All right? This could be getting your kids to help out more, designating this as someone else's chore. Pay a kid to do it. Like, I don't know how you do household stuff. Like, we don't do – our kids aren't old enough for allowance or anything. Um, In my experience with my own growing up, allowances didn't really work for us um, or chore charts or anything like that. So the way I'm trying to raise my kids is simply you live in this house, you're going to help clean up this house. We're a family. We do this together. If you live here, it's your responsibility too. But primarily if it's your stuff, you're responsible for it or you're going to lose it because I don't care if your toys are left on the floor. If I'm in charge of cleaning the floor, they're going to go in the trash. I don't care. I don't like your toys. Your toys can go in the trash. If you care about your toys, you can take care of them and take them to your room and put them away. Um, that's sort of the expectation and how I'm raising them a bit. But if there's if there's a chore that I really want them to do that I don't want to do anymore, I will offer them like a dollar because my oldest is almost six. So a dollar is a ton of money for them. I can even pay them in fake money or cookies and they'll do stuff. Um, but anyways, I'll offer them like some some kind of incentive and be like, hey, if you'll go do this chore for me right now, I will give you this. But you got to go do it now. This is a time sensitive thing. So if you can pay a kid to do something you don't want to do, um, do that. Incentivize it. Uh, it's worth it. Hire your kid to do your chores. That's totally fine. Um, you don't have to consider it a new chore for them that they have to do. Consider it, you know, sometimes it can be really hard to get kids to do chores even for money um or if it's like i'm gonna withhold your allowance if you don't do this chore that's not really nice um like from a kid perspective that sucks to go through that i get it as an adult but as a kid it totally sucks to have someone say that to you and it didn't work for me as a kid um but if someone was like hey i'll give you 50 bucks to go and do this big long chore yeah i'll do that 
I mean, 50 bucks couldn't be that often. That would have to be like a one-time thing, really suckish short. That's like cleaning out an entire room that needs decluttered as a kid. Not a kid, like a teen. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, however it is that you parent and handle chores and allowances and pay in your kids for stuff, whatever it is that works for you and your kid, do it. Get them to do it if they can. Or maybe this is a little bit outside the box. You and your husband probably both have chores around the house. He might not want to pick up another chore, but can you swap a chore with him? Just because it's his chore doesn't mean it always has to be. If your kids can swap chores, you and your husband can too. Um, you know, like I would trade, you could trade like uh, if you hate scrubbing the toilets. Be like, hun, can I get you to scrub the toilet and I'll start taking out the trash every week if you scrub the toilet while I take out the trash? Because I mean, honestly, I feel like scrubbing toilets should be a man's job because how often does the mom make the toilet dirty? It's typically the man and his sons making that toilet nasty. So don't feel bad trying to ask him, like, can you be in charge of scrubbing the toilet? And I'll take one of your other chores out. Like, I'll take all the soda cans in for the deposits. I'll make that extra trip every week. I'll, you know, take out the trash. I'll mow the lawn instead. He probably won't be up for that. <laughs> My husband would not swap mowing the lawn for scrubbing toilets. Um, but anyways, maybe there's something that you ask him to do that he'd be fine swapping. Or maybe he would just be fine. Have you asked him? Maybe he'd be fine picking up another chore around the house because you do so much. Maybe he'll do it for a foot rub, back rub, something. I don't know. Um... Maybe you can think of another incentive to get him to start doing the scrubbing the toilets, you know, uh, get creative. Um, men will typically, you can probably get your husband to do any chores you want if you're creative enough. Okay. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, but yes, men tend to be starved for attention. And if you give them some special attention, you can probably get them to do all of your chores, honestly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's so many ways you can delegate. You can hire it out to someone else entirely. Um, like for me, I really struggle to do a lot of the passive cleaning. Um, like the things that just passively get dirty. If I don't use it, I don't realize that it needs cleaned a lot of the time. Um things like windows. Like if I'm not constantly touching a window, I don't even realize over time how dirty it gets. Or mirrors. A lot of times I don't realize how dirty those can get. Um, cobwebs. I don't look up at the ceiling that often. Cobwebs can like take over a room without me even noticing. Um, so those types of things. I finally had, finally had um, a professional cleaning uh, service come and do a deep clean on my house. And they did not get through all of it because they only had four and a half hours with two people. And my house is big and was really bad, <laughs> but the parts they did get to, they did amazing at, and I'll, I'm so sure I'm going to have them back to, to do what they couldn't get to because I cannot believe, I cannot believe I thought things were clean before. <laughs> like, I'm not good at cleaning. I have tried to wipe down my fridge so many times, but now it's like looks brand new. 
I'm impressed. And I am just so glad to be in a place where I'm not just constantly avoiding doing those tasks because there was, you know, a thousand tasks of cleaning that needed to get done. And I'm so glad that I'm not just stressing about those all the time anymore. It takes up so much less brain space to be like, someone's going to come once a month and just reset all of this stuff. And to pay a little bit of money for that to give me back my own sanity is kind of awesome. So if you've been on the fence about hiring someone to come in and clean, I suggest you do it, try it before you decide that it's not for you. Um, And if you've been talking about it for like a year, just get them in. It doesn't matter. They're used to seeing dirty, nasty homes. And like if you hire someone who's mean to you and shameful about having a nasty home, just don't tip them and don't have them back and give them a bad review for being jerks. Um, Or just be the bigger person and tip them anyway and be super kind and then don't hire them again because they were jerks. Um, My kids got really loud and distracting for a second. So that's one, decide what your bare minimum is. And two, delegate whatever it is that you don't, you just can't do anymore. All right. Or the things that need to get done. Um, So for me, like a lot of the house cleaning that I hired out was not on my bare minimum list, but it's very much related to, you know, like it makes, it makes doing my bare minimums easier when everything else is cleaner. And number three thing that we're going to do to make your life a bit easier is decluttering the rest. Okay, so what's left on that must-do list now at this point that you have to do? We're going to make that even easier. All right, are you left with dishes or laundry or meals? Because those are always mine. Those tend to be like a big three of what everybody has to deal with. So we're going to chat here about those three and how to make them easier. So if any of those are a, a thing for you, listen up, okay? Less stuff means less time cleaning and caring for the stuff, all right? If dishes are killing you because they just pile up and it's just too many to handle at once, you probably have too many in your cabinet, okay? I've currently reached a point where I have miraculously and mysteriously ended up with more dishes than what we need in a day. So it's time for me to go to my cabinet and clean it out. I don't know where things came from, but there they are. Time to take care of it. That's what happens. Doesn't matter how it got this way. We're going to take care of it. All right. So if you have more dishes than your family can use in a day, you need to ditch the extras. Okay. And that doesn't always mean like just getting rid of them. Because if you are like, oh, but I use these when I have guests. We use these for Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter when family comes over to eat with us. Then just take the extras and store them like in your pantry or garage or something. Like somewhere where you can get them when you're having company over. But not in your daily go-to cabinet where your family goes to grab dishes from. Okay? What you want to do, a general rule of thumb, is that humans will always take the path of least resistance. So if you have extra dishes, the members of your home will use those extra dishes and create more dishes for you to wash. Okay, so and if you have more dishes than what fits in your dishwasher, this can be 
this can become a big problem pretty frequently. Okay. Like my family uses almost enough dishes to run the dishwasher, like to fill it every single day. Um, sometimes there's a little bit extra room, but we run it anyway so that we have those dishes. If you have more than eight dishes in your dishwasher, it's said to be more water usage effective to run the dishwasher with eight dishes in it than it is to hand wash those eight. But yeah, I get it's not always, it doesn't always feel good to run a dishwasher that's only half full. Sometimes you just got to do that because you need your dishes clean, right? Maybe you need to clean out the fridge or stick the dog bowls in there and wash them too. Um, you know, whatever it's maybe you have a vase that could be tossed in and washed. Those get dusty and grimy and you can put them in the dishwasher. Um, get creative with filling the space if you feel the need to fill the space. Um, but also one of the major suggestions is, um, to have only one type of each dish per household member so that everybody has their own. You can even go and do like at either the dollar store or Walmart or something, and you can put together your own dish sets. If you don't need everything in your house to be perfect and matching, everybody could have their own color or style of dishes so that everybody knows who they belong to. That can make life so much easier. And this is a great tip that I got from Ali Casaza. And I fought against it for the longest time. And then when I finally did it, oh my gosh, it made things easier. Because I hated the idea of like, I only get one plate in a day. That means I have to wash it in the middle of the day. What's the difference between washing a dish, whoever needs their dish to wash it in the middle of the day to reuse it versus you having to then put two dishes into the dishwasher or hand wash your two dishes from that person? It's the same amount of dishes getting washed, but this can change who washes them or how many you're washing at one time. If everybody only has one dish, you can only wash that many. You, you'll only ever have to wash that many dishes. You won't have to wash three dishes per person every single day. Get it? You know what I mean here? Not to have more dishes than what fits in your dishwasher. Um, and sometimes that can be kind of difficult to pare things down and I get it, but I'm sure you have mugs that you don't love. Make some space. It feels better to put dishes away too when there's space to put them and you're not stacking them and making them all ugly in there because like they just don't fit anymore. It feels good. Um, and that's coming from someone who hates doing housework to say it feels good to put away dishes when there's space to put them. All right. And then next you're going to want to create a routine around your dishes. So like, when do you unload them? When do you load them? What is, and is what you're doing right now working for you? Is it something you need to be more disciplined at? Is it something that you need to change up completely? What I've discovered works for me is unloading in the morning and then loading it throughout the day. And then doing like a final load at bedtime and run it while we're sleeping so I can unload it in the morning and repeat the whole process. And I usually, mine has a delay on it. So I set the delay for like three hours after we head up to bed routine. So I know everyone will be done with showers before it ever runs so that we're never trying to shower while it's running and risking running out of hot water for everyone to wash their hair and scrub the mud out of their toes. Um, I have three boys, ages two, four, and almost six. So yeah, we regularly have to scrub mud out of toes. 
Um, that's country living with little boys. I don't know how many of you can relate to that, but it's, it's awesome. Next up on our list, we're going to talk laundry. Okay. This is usually more of a discipline thing I find than, um, with making sure to follow through with what you've planned on doing. Um, like for me, at least that's how it is. So I typically will wash and dry one load of laundry per day. And I tend to fold my laundry twice a week. And I have this full system of like how I go about washing it and folding it that makes it all just the easiest way possible and gives me the most bursts of dopamine that I possibly can. Um, And I can go into detail on that some other time uh, because this episode's starting to get kind of lengthy. So maybe we'll do a whole laundry episode. Email me if you need that. And I will prioritize recording if that's something that you're curious about and interested in. Um, So my only current hiccup in my perfect plan for laundry is that I keep the baskets of clean laundry in my bedroom right now while they're waiting to be folded. And that just ain't driving with me anymore because I need that space to be kept clear and calm and free of to-do list tasks. But I have this idea in my head that once I get my laundry room done and remodeled, um, that that's going to solve the problem. Like I plan on having a table put in that like pulls down from the wall where I can fold. So what would be the need of bringing the laundry to my bedroom when it gets folded where it's washed and dried? Um, so I used to do it as a side noted, I, why I don't do it in the living room. I used to in the living room, but now the living room is like, I just can't put laundry on my couches because I'm constantly having to vacuum them because my cat is shedding so much fur and I don't want her fur on my clean clothes. So, um, plus having three little boys in the house, if I don't fold it immediately and it's like left in access for them, they will decide to fold it themselves or just dump over the baskets and they just get involved in ways that are not actually helpful. Sometimes they're trying to be helpful and it's not helpful. And sometimes they are trying to just be destructive and chaotic and whew, test my patience. I love them. Okay. But if you've got this bad habit of going too long without washing, then there is one simple trick that's going to help you wash your laundry more often. Okay. That is to declutter your underwear drawer. Okay. Now, technically speaking, you should be replacing your underwear every six to nine months. That's something I just recently found out. Um, I always hate like spending money on underwear and have like, I would wear them until there's like holes in them, like until they look like my husband's underwear kind of thing, you know, like wear them until you can't wear them anymore because who sees them? But honestly, replacing your underwear more often, like hygienically it's good for you. And that's what it took for me to start doing it. But it feels good. It feels so much better to get dressed in the morning when you have nice quality underwear that feels good. Um, so that is definitely something you ought to do. It's just like throw away all your underwear right now and buy just enough pairs, maybe one extra to get you from one load of washing to the next. And then know that in six months or nine months, you're going to replace those. So yep, you're going to get your full wear out of them and you're going to be done with them. And twice a year, you're going to get new underwear. Um, Christmas and half Christmas is a good time to remember to buy new underwears. So, And if you only have enough pairs to get you from one wash to the next, you're going to be so highly motivated 
to do your laundry, to wash them. Um, that's a great way to avoid laundry mountain of dirty, you know, dirty laundry piling up. All right. If you are currently behind on your laundry and you have just a mountain of laundry to wash or put away, look at this as a good thing because this is an amazing opportunity to go through and declutter your closet, okay? Because you have already worn all your favorite stuff, all your go-tos, all the things you know you want to keep, you've worn, all right? So now you have space to look through your closet a little bit and see, well, what have I not chosen in the last one to two weeks, however long it's been since you washed your laundry? What are my second string, you know, what's in my, my second string wardrobe, what's left behind? You're typically going to find things that are out of season, things that don't fit, um, things that you just don't even like. All right? And the trick with decluttering your closet isn't necessarily to own as few clothes as possible. It's simply to get to get the clothes that don't fit or feel good or that you just do not even really like. To get those out of your way so that the clothes you do like, the, the ones you do wear, the ones that do feel good, the ones that do fit right, so that those have space to breathe in your closet and you can actually find what you're looking for in your closet. Um, that's sort of a good point in declaring your closet. All right. And then lastly, we have mealtime. Okay. The trick to mealtimes is to limit the number of choices you have. Okay. Make the choices easier to make. Okay. And get in this flow of once a week, planning out the meals for the week, knowing what ingredients you'll need for that, and buying just what you're going to need for the week. Instead of buying in excess what looks good at the store, just buy what what it is that you need. Buy what it is that you need and no more so that you're not cluttering up your fridge and your pantry. Okay, and a way to make this even easier is to create a family member, a family menu that has like 20 to 30 recipes that your family likes to eat and you enjoy to cook. Just have those. Look at that to create your meal plans. If you're feeling like you need more, you can always add more. You can always get creative, do a takeout night, whatever. But when you're looking at a list of tried and true family recipes that you know are big hits with everybody in the house, then it makes making these decisions so much easier. Okay? And typically the things you're going to put on your family member family menu are going to be things that you guys don't mind repeating. Um, having them like once a week for a while, taco night, whatever, like, um, and then designate like one day, one, one time every week that you sit down for like 15 minutes, whether it's like Sunday night or Monday morning, make the plan for the week. It doesn't have to be complicated. Keep it all easy. You can go back and listen to, uh, episode 23 with Danica Mills, healthy eating made simple for the whole family. If you need to like find some meal eating, like just to simplify the whole thing for trying to eat nutritious meals, um, I highly recommend that episode. Um, and then you only buy the foods that you're going to need for the week. This is helpful on your budget and it keeps your pantry and fridge like from being totally overrun with extra foods. Because what happens when you have too much food in your pantry and fridge? Like, what a blessing. What a horrible blessing to have. Um, but then 
You tend to overlook things. You tend to buy again because you didn't know you had it. You tend to get overwhelmed in making the decision of what to cook because there's so many options and you can't even like see it all at one time. And then you have to factor in like, well, what veggies are going to go bad because, you know, I need to use certain things and I don't want to have to throw stuff away. And then you feel all that guilt and somehow world hunger becomes your fault because you have to throw away rotten broccoli. Like it just becomes more of a problem than it needs to be. And it becomes harder It's not as easy. It becomes this emotional thing. And it doesn't need to be. You don't need that. You don't have time for that. Okay? You're doing big, important things with your life. Raising your kids. Starting businesses. Spreading the message of love and peace and hope. And just being a light in the world. Ministry. Teaching. Whatever it is you do, you're saving lives, you're creating lives, you're raising lives. Whatever that is, you don't have time and energy to put into having guilt over throwing away a package of spinach again. (laughs) When 15 minutes of simple meal planning and then only sticking to that meal plan, you know, with a few added snacks in, sure could have saved you all this extra time later, all this extra energy, having to deal with the inner work of the guilt you've built up, whatever it is. Like life doesn't have to be hard all the time. Easy is a choice. And it's time for you to join me and start enjoying your whole life, not just tiny and glimmering moments. Choose easy. Choose big purpose. Choose not to be distracted by the mundane things that don't need as much time and energy as you're giving them. This part of life is supposed to be the easy part. Day-to-day tasks are not meant to be the hard part. All right, you've got this. Choose easy. You deserve easy. You are worthy of easy. You do enough. You are enough. Easy is a choice that you get to make. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of I Get To. It really does mean the world to me to have you here. But are you ready to take this a step farther? Check the description below this episode and grab the Happy Mom Mindset mini guide. It's totally free to you and it's not just for moms, by the way. Then hop onto Instagram. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Share your screenshot. Tag me, Britt Clarkson. And if any part of this has resonated with you, I so, so appreciate if you'd leave me a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really is just the only way podcasts get seen. And then share this on social. Text it to your bestie. You're part of a movement now. We're here to change the minds of moms everywhere. It doesn't have to be just this hard, hot mess thing anymore. We get to enjoy our lives, guys. Let's go.